everyone and welcome to Amago Season 1, Episode 34. The title for this episode is Saved But Not Living Holy. I'm your host, Vanessa Brown. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Today on the podcast, I have the pleasure of having with me one of my sons in the faith, Prophet Gregory D. Saxon. He is a native of Brooklyn, New York. Gregory graduated in 2007 from the College of Charleston with two degrees, a degree in political science and theater. He is currently in his last year now at the College of Charleston pursuing another degree. He is pursuing his master's in public administration and with the grace of God and the favor of God, he's been able to maintain a 4.0 GPA. Gregory is currently in his second full term as the town administrator for the town of Onda. He has been with the town for 13 years, where he started as the clerk and treasurer. During his time with the town, he has accumulated several state and national certifications, one of which he is the first black African-American male to be inducted into the Athenian Dialogue Society. In 2012, Greg was ordained as a pastor and affirmed as a prophet at Living Faith Christian Center. He is currently an active member at Living Faith Christian Center under the leadership of Bishop A.L. and Pastor Enza Downing. Gregory loves to dance, cook, plate, and more. He has, excuse me, I'm sorry. He loves to live outside of the box, zip lining and biking, and much, much more. Gregory has a love for God and his word. He enjoys teaching, preaching, and serving. You can still find him occasionally operating in the ministry of mime and praise dance because it is his first love. So, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you and present to you my son in the faith, Gregory Saxon. Hey, Good Prophet, evening. how are you? Well, how's everybody <laughs> doing? So, I, I guess I kind of fumbled on that because um, I, I actually was ordained in a firm at Living Truth, not Living Faith, but they're both kind of the same, right? The living, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So, so the living that, and, not, and not the dead, that, that's all that matters. That, <laughs> that, so that correction that needs to be made was that Living Truth Ministries, uh, but now I'm currently at Living Faith Christian Center. So, yes. Well, thank you for making that correction, and we hear <laughs> it. So um, I invited you to have this conversation with me because you and I have always been able to have, like, these deep, real conversations, right? And um, so this has always been, like, a burning kind of question issue in my heart, like, how how is it or how how do we help people how do we yeah how do we help people have this conversation i think about the fact that they have maybe accepted christ mm -hmm. but are not living a holy life give me some of your thoughts about that 
Um, well, you know, so earlier today, as I was driving home, I started again thinking, my, you know, as we were preparing and thinking about this, um, one of the scriptures that came to my mind is when God tells us, and I believe it's in the Old Testament, that there is nothing new under the sun, right? Mm -hmm. That's in um, Proverbs or Ecclesiastes. And, mm -hmm. and if we look at the track of the children of Israel, this is really ha this has been a thing for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God calls Israel to himself, not because they were wonderful, not because of anything, but it was his choice to call them. Mm -hmm. And he said to them, I want to be your God. I choose you as a nation. I want to be the one that leads you. However, hear your guidelines. You have no other God before me. You are not to mingle with idol, with idol, with other idols. And he gives all these lists of them being set apart as his people. And of course, we, we track the history where they played the harlot so many times with God. Um, and I believe it's because of the fact that we as human beings, as David tells us, we are born into sin, shaped in iniquity. Um, in our nature, when we get saved, our flesh doesn't get saved. It is our spirit man that gets saved. So we have to, by teaching, good teaching, holy teaching, you know, being under leaders who are who are led by the Spirit of God to begin to teach us how we begin to navigate and migrate our lifestyles that we can present our life or our bodies as a living sacrifice. Um, and so I think, you know, in thinking about this, that a lot of times people think, OK, I've, I've done the check mark. Well, let's let's go back further before save. I got Christian when I was a child. Right. So that technically makes me a Christian. Or I got baptized, but I never had my confession. I never allowed Jesus to come into my life. So I'm saved. But has there been any conviction? Has there been any regeneration? Is that the right word? Um, of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Of the spirit, right. You know, um, and so as as believers we have to have fruit that represents that christ is in our life and that we have left the old man or pulled taken off the old man and put on the new man however we you know we live in a society in a day and time now where things are getting worse and there are a lot of boundaries that are being moved when it comes to what god wants and what my flesh wants Right. So when when I thought about this initially, you know, my my first thought was um, was Peter, you know, like Peter was mm -hmm. with Jesus the whole time. Peter loved Jesus. Uh, he followed him. He did everything that Jesus asked him to do. But, you know, there came a moment or a time. I want to say in their relationship, if you want to put it that way, because it, it was there was this moment in time where it was like the rubber met the road, you know, and Peter had to make that decision. Are you, are you really with him or are you not? And when he opens his mouth to answer, it was, no, I don't know him, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that's always stuck out to me because there's so many people who are quote unquote with Jesus, you know, but 
I often think about when that moment comes, when mm-hmm. the moment in your life comes, when your rubber has to meet the road, are you really going to say that you know him and you're with him or you don't? And I think in order to make that that profession um, that, yeah, I know him and I'm a part of him, that has to be, as you kind of alluded to, that has to be something that happens in the heart, right? Mm-hmm. Um and if we even go back to Romans, um, I think it's 10 and 9 with the, you know, the salvation um, scripture, you know, you confess with your mouth, but you believe in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think ultimately the the idea about, you know, when you say that you are saved, yes, that happens. You You believe it. You say it with your mouth. You believe it in your heart but the condition in your heart has to change. And I think for me, when I, when I look at some people and you, you hit the nail right on the head, you can't, you can't do that without the word. You can't mm-hmm. do that without good teaching. Your heart, your, your heart cannot be changed the moment you open your mouth and say, I want to follow Jesus. I believe in Jesus Christ. You know, everybody doesn't have that, um, was it Paul that got hit with, you know, knocked off the the horse, you know, and had his, his conversion. Saul. Mm -hmm. Saul. Yeah. It just, it doesn't happen for everybody like that. Right. You know, it's a, it's a process. Um, and go ahead. So I I would say, I would go even a little bit further. Um, so, so here, so here's the thing, you know, like Paul teaches us about, when we become new creations that we are babes in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, babes cannot teach themselves anything. No. That's why Jesus gave us the instruction that we ought to make disciples, teaching them to observe, blah, 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 out of Matthew, out of the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. But I also think, too, that outside of the word, outside of being in, a, in the right church, we also negate the whole idea of having people around us that hold us accountable. Right. That are able to help us grow, not to beat us over the head, but their their lifestyle or our lifestyle should pull somebody else to a, to a better place while somebody else's lifestyle, holy lifestyle, is pulling us to a better place. Right. Yeah. And I think and I think sometimes we miss because we like to be introverts is what we call ourselves nowadays. We want to be by ourselves around nobody, you know, or if, you know, the situation is we got two we got the people on the other side who are so saved that they don't know how to be in the midst of people who don't know anything about God. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you get you get aggravated because you so saved that your uncle and your cousin that you known all your life, but now you saved they smoke. So now you just, I can't be around them because they smoke weed. Well, how would they know about God or even see the example of who Christ is if we don't go where they are? Um, and so I think sometimes like it's just, you have to, you, you got to be in the right environment in order to have your craving to be changed for God. If that, oh, that's if that good, make, right? if that If that makes sense. It makes absolute sense. And so, like, um, I have a scripture in front of me. It was uh, it was Hebrews, and it's chapter 12. Um, 
And verse 14 says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I when I started reading through that and just studying it a little bit, I, I had never before like realized that there are actually uh, as well like two kind of different definitions for the holy. So, um, so the first holy is consecration, sanctification, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one that they mentioned uh, actually means like detached, you know? So going back to what you just said, we we are always going to be as long as we're alive we're always going to be in the world but we don't have to be of it right so i can be in the world and be detached so if i have friends i have family members who are um still smoking weed or who still drink or when i you know it does i can still be with them but be detached because, or I can be, I want to say, be around them and be detached, right? Because I live differently. I have, as you said earlier as well, I've changed my clothes. I've changed my clothes. I've changed my mind. I'm a new creature, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I I may not engage say in... Say, I sir? My, I changed my... I changed my mind. And that's I, the essence of repentance, right? Right. Because when we repent... We change our mind about what we think to come into agreement with what God says. What Christ says. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think a lot of people struggle, struggle with, um, even when they hear the word, even when they hear the word holy, um, (laughs) because of the traditions of, of man, Mm -hmm. um, it, it automatically, um, some, I don't know, like, for me, it was like, can I even live up to what, what you're expecting? I, I don't know what that expectation is for you. Um, but I think if we, if we understand that one holiness means being set apart or, um, consecrated and detached, then I think it helps us to know where it is that, that Christ expects us to get to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think, too, that um, when it comes to I'm saved, but I'm not living a holy life, right? I believe that it takes it, it, it takes us being willing to be honest with God in every stage of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are times when you can really have a love for God but you have some struggles. And I think there's a difference between having an an affliction or a struggle versus you just being like, I'm going to do what I want to do. God knows my heart. Don't judge me. You know, (laughs) all those kind of things. And we we proceed to do whatever we want to do because it feels good. Because the Bible still is clear that the wages of sin is death. It's death. Mm-hmm. Not the physical death, but even like a spiritual death, because you know I, I remember when I really you know gave my heart to the Lord and was really just trying to just 
you know, be what God wanted me to be. I went through a season where I, I, I knew, like when I sinned, like there was so much conviction. Mm-hmm. Remember them days? And like you go, yeah. you're like messed up, and you go to church and you're crying and, you know, you just, it's just like you feel like, oh. But then there was a season in my life where I allowed other people to convince me on certain things that I no longer was convicted like I used to be. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the fact that I allowed myself to delve into so much of stuff that now when the Holy Ghost would convict me and I would be, you know, torn at my heart or rending my heart about it, it was just like, oh, we good. We good. You right. Know? You right. Know? And, and, I, and I think sometimes like when when there is not accountability you start to lose that that touch of the holy spirit pulling at you like he's not and he's not you know like condemning us what he's doing is like hey come on get up but that's not that's not what we ought to be doing come on come right, on right get, get back up come on come on you know and i think sometimes we can go past feeling to where we don't even realize that what we're doing or as this word that i used to always study on the degradation of sin mm-hmm. where now you've gone down a deep spiral right 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 and i hope i'm not getting off topic but you've gone down so deep into a lifestyle that your mouth says i love god but your heart is far away from it i and no you're not getting off topic and actually you you're kind you're taking me in another area that i love to talk about and that is um I think we we also forget that when I accept Christ, um, my spirit is changed, but my soul is still messed up. My mind, my will, and mm-hmm. my emotions. Yep. And and that is what has to go through this process of sanctification. Yeah. Right. And consecrate your your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, mm-hmm. right? And again, I go back to you didn't, if I didn't really give my heart to Christ until I was, let's say, 30. I've got 30 years of living in here attached yeah. to, to how I navigate. I got 30 years of stuff that I am going to have to unlearn, right? Because our ways are not his ways. So I got to unlearn all of that. And I got to, I got to learn his ways. And I, the, the Holy spirit is there to help us with that. But your, your example of what you were just explaining is it like, you, you have to be at a point of accountability, warning that accountability. You have to be somewhere where the teaching is available. So you hear the word, you, you know what God's ways are because the way I was doing it is not the way it was supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. But I got to get rid of 30 years worth of bad living, you know, unrighteous living um, and learn righteous living. And so... And I, I also want to say this too, um, and not 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 rebutting what you said, but you said something that is one of this add a little flavor to it. Um, mm-hmm. That okay, so God knows us 
way more than we know ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And there are things in us because we are we were born into sin, shaped in iniquity, that has potential to destroy us, but has never been given the opportunity to bloom in us. Okay. So as we worship, as we pray, as we spend time with God, and we fast, and we 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 kill our flesh, some things we will never even see the potential that was in us because we're going through the process, right? Mm-hmm. But there are some things that God will walk us through, and like you said, we have to get rid of. Mm-hmm. But I also believe there are some things like you know you've had you've you've had kids before, and you know sometimes when they when they were young they would spill stuff, and as the parent, you would be the one to go clean it up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then there are sometimes maybe even as an adult they might do something, but because you know that they can't clean it up as well as you want it, you would say, "Don't bother it, leave it alone. I'll take care of it," even though it was their fault. Mm-hmm. I believe sometimes when we deal with things that God will be like, no, you have to, you have to kill your flesh. You have to buffet yourself. You have to submit under my power. And then there are some things we've got to trust God to clean up for us, because if we handle it, we'll make a mess. We'll make a mess of it. And so you're perfectly on, on, and that makes reference to Hebrews 12, right? Hebrews 12 verse 10 says, um, and it's, it talks about parents, but it says that they discipline us for a little while as mm-hmm. they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good Yeah. in order that we may share in his holiness, right? And that is his sanctity, his devotion, his righteousness, and his goodness. So we have to go through a process with God. Mm-hmm. There are things that he makes us walk through. We have to get disciplined because we got to learn. We got to learn his way. And if if your habit has been touching the hot stove, you know, he's going to keep smacking your hands so you understand you can't touch that because that mm-hmm. is an unholy thing, you know? Um and it's for our good. So yeah. he teaches he teaches us, the Holy Spirit teaches us and helps us. Um, to become holy. And I also think too um, that we have to be mature enough to make the right decisions even even if it's uncomfortable for us. You know, we used to sing the old song, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning mm-hmm. back, no turning back. You know, All right. and, and I think sometimes we often sometimes turn back because we, we, we don't trust what's ahead of us. Because we're mm-hmm. so used to being what's behind us. Because it's so comfortable back there. You know, you, you were in that groove. You've been in it for so long. Too many of your close friends are back there. Too many close mm-hmm. family members. You know, if you if, if you are a drug dealer, your provision was back. Yeah. So, I, so how do I leave what I'm used to that brought me money, that brought me pleasure that brought me access to people that brought me esteem how do i how do i give that up to trust what you know um and who 
Um, and it ha and it has to be a change of heart. It has to be willing to trust God, knowing that on the outs on the opposite side of this, there's a much of a better life that He wants for us. Doesn't mean right. we can't enjoy life. Doesn't mean we can't be happy. Doesn't mean we can't go to the amusement park. It doesn't mean we can't go to the movies. But it also does mean that where we do go by the by the leading and by and by having relationship of the Holy Spirit, that He leads us where to go. Because yes. He because He is the one that's guiding us. So yeah, we might love to go to the movies, but sometimes if you go to a movie and at the in the movie the Holy Ghost start like, mm mm, no no. You got to be willing to get up and say, even though I paid my seven dollars to come to the movie, my spirit ain't this, ain't, this, this. ain't right, right. So right. I will bounce and look like right. a fool, but because I my life to my lifestyle to the Lord, I want it to be pleasing. Then I do whatever He says for me to do. Um, I had Romans six and nineteen as well, and it says because of the weakness of your human nature. Mm -hmm. And then it says, I'm using the illustration of slavery to help you understand this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led you ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. Um, and again, what I though. Huh? Say that again. Read twenty. I don't have twenty in front of me. I had this. Go oh. ahead, you read it. <laughs> <laughs> but twenty says, "For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. And what fruit did you have then in the thing of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death." But the thing that got me is when you were slaves of sin. Basically, what fruit of righteousness did you have? None. None. And it's becoming even more clear to me, and I don't know if a lot of people don't get it, but you, when the Bible says no man can serve two masters, right? Talked about that earlier, yeah? <laughs> yeah, you can't serve two, but you're going to serve one. Mm -hmm. One way or the other. You're serving a master. You're serving, you're serving one or the other. So it's either, either God or by the spirit, right? I mean, it's either Satan or it's God. It's, it's not both. There's no middle ground because you would belong to someone. So you yeah. either belong to God or you belong to the devil because no man can serve two masters. So whose, whose plan are you following? Right? Mm -hmm. Who are you giving yourselves to? Who, who are you a slave to? Who are you a slave to? I wanted to spend um, the the last few minutes of, of this podcast, and please tell me you'll come back so that we can do a yes. part two, because we haven't even navigated into right. some of the other things <laughs> that I want to talk about. But I wanted to spend the last few minutes. So you you are you're young. I'm not even going to say relatively young. You're young. I'm I'm older now. You know I'm settled. But for those folks who are um, who are single, who are young, do you find it difficult to live a holy life? I think it's a choice. 
but I all I, I will play the advocate for this and say yes it is because there are so many things that are coming for our attention mm-hmm. right um that's all right so let's go there um so everybody has Twitter everybody has Facebook everybody has Instagram right? Mm-hmm. Ask me how many times I'm on Facebook just looking through feeds, just, you know, because I'm idle, just, just scrolling. And now I can come across an advertisement that's a sexual connotation. Mm-hmm. How many times have I gone on Instagram and I'm looking at people's feeds and videos and either people are mocking the church by them dressing up as a, a guy dressing up as a female and mm-hmm. you know this that and the other or you know i'm watching men you know jump up and down and you can see all the assets mm-hmm. because now that has become a norm that you can go to your phone so now if you have an addiction to something or you're lonely or you you know, you don't have a spouse and you don't have someone. Now you're being enticed to something mm-hmm. because you're a single, right? Right, right. Um, and I, I just, I, I say that because of the fact that there are just so many things that the enemy has put in you windows that are distractions, that are hurdles, that are things to get our, our eyes focused off of God. We as young people want to make it. We want to we wanna, um, be successful. Um, and so we spend a lot of our time doing other things to where we don't necessarily have time to pray. Mm. Don't have time for the word. Right, because right. Our time is used up doing other things that we seem to be important because it's a dangling caveat that the world says, in order to be successful, you have to do A, B, C, and D. You've got to look like this. You got to think like this. You have to be in this kind of environment. So we spend a lot of our time trying to elevate to a place that has been presented to us that <laughs> looks like it's real to us. And it's right, right. To us. But all it's going to do is suck us in to suck the life out of us. Out of you. Absolutely. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're fine. Did you? You wanted to go on? No, no, I, no. I, I'm just saying that just to answer to your question, that it is hard. But again, what what does your community look like? Because I believe you can be saved and single and still make a decision that I'm going to live for God regardless of my situation. It's a heart matter. It's a decision matter. You Absolutely. Know, it, 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 it's, it's about how hard do you want to run after God to stay Absolutely. close to him. Well, Prophet, I thank you for joining me and um, for this conversation. It's been enlightening, enlightening, but we're not finished. Um, I would love to do a part two. So make sure that you stay in touch and stay tuned so we can get part two done. Okay. All right. All right. 
Please, uh, thank you all for joining us this evening. Please visit our website at omegohem.com to check out our coaching and leadership development services. You can find me on Instagram at omegohem or follow me on Facebook by typing I-M-A-G-O. Be sure to like and share our posts that you find on Facebook. And please make sure that you download the podcast. I appreciate everyone listening. The podcast is available on all platforms, and we are now offering a video podcast option through Spotify. It is available free of charge at this time, and soon it will be offered to those who are subscribers to the podcast. So make sure that you subscribe today. I've also added a polling feature to the podcast so you can challenge yourself personally as you go through the week and build yourself up on the things that we discuss. It is my prayer that it will help you to ponder deeply what was shared. Make sure that you rate the podcast for me on Spotify with five um, five stars. Like, subscribe, and share. And please email me any feedback that you may have at amegohim.com. Dot com. Again, visit our website at Omega Him, and we will see you next week. Until then, we shall be just like him.